Welcome to Perfecting the Formula. My name is Mahesh. And this is Juan. And welcome to the post-race episode for the Paris E-Prix. Uh, definitely needed this race after uh, falling asleep during Baku. You mean before? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, technically before. For us, it was after, though, because Fox Sports did that weird airing oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I hate Fox Sports sometimes. Yeah, um, for those of you that aren't American, which is a growing percentage of our listener base we had an issue with our viewing in that it only aired at 4 p.m. on Sunday, our time, so we had to watch the Formula One race first. I was avoiding the internet like the play because I wanted that raw interaction, but also I was avoiding the internet because of Endgame, but that's a different story. You know, as a person who watched, like, the highlights before watching the full race, it was no less invigorating in my mind. <laughs> Still an exciting race. But, uh, you know, as always, Juan, one word to do. Wait, oh, no, wait, before we do this, this episode was filmed in front of a live studio audience. We're just messing around. Our friend Valeria is here in the recording. She has headphones in. Hi, I'm cramming an essay due at 1159 p.m. Something tells me the mic didn't pick you up, but to to repeat what she said, she's cramming for an essay that's due in an hour and a half. Uh, In college. uh, I don't know if this is a conducive environment for you, Valeria. She has headphones in. (laughs) She says it's fine. fine. (laughs) More unlike, is it a conducive environment for us to be recording? But anyway, now after we got that um, slight banter out of the way, as if there's not going to be more banter. Uh, One word to to describe the race, Juan. I really don't want to use this word because it's already used once. If you say wet, I swear to God. No, I was going to say walls, but we already used walls. So I would say pit maneuvers. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. I'm going to go ahead and make mine um breaks question mark due to the questionable use uh or rather lack of use by some of our drivers but uh that being said let's go ahead and dive into you know the race results for those of you that sadly missed such a awesome race but uh in first place we had robin frines with 26 points making this the eighth different race winner for eight different e-prix from eight different nationalities it is a repeat team though so we do lose that streak but that was bound to end at some point uh, in second place, we have Andre Lottera. In third place, we have Daniel Apt. In fourth place, we have Lucas Degrassi. In fifth place, we have Maxi Gunther. In sixth place, we have John Eric Verne. In seventh place, we have Antonio Felix da Costa. In eighth place, we have Gary Paffett. In ninth place, we have Felipe Massa. And in tenth place, we have Pascal Verlein. Other notable point givers goes to Oliver Rowland for getting pole and then finishing 12th, but he still gets the three points. So, interesting results there, obviously. The other important results are now for the Drivers' Championship. And jumping up into first place is Robin Freins with 81 points. Right behind him in second place is Andre Lottero with 80 points. And in third place is Antonio Felix da Costa with 70 points. We would stop with the top three. But since 10 people can technically take the lead on the Drivers' Championship next race, we're going to do all 10. Well, that's one less than last week. One less than last week. We're weeding them out, Juan. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're weeding them out. (laughs) Again, Mahesh. You know, <laughs> leave me alone with um, my text messages going off. I actually am not sure how to mute this on my Mac. Um, we're gonna we're gonna fourth work button on, this. on your right. Fourth button on my right. Fourth button from the top row on your. Oh. Okay. Uh, Technology. So, okay, I muted it. That's how that works. All right. Anyway, <laughs> our poor listeners are suffering through this interaction. Uh, so, yeah, since 10 people can technically take it over, we're going to go ahead and name the rest. In fourth place, Lucas Degrassi, also tied at 70 points. Fifth place, Jerome D'Ambrosio at 65 points. Sixth place, John Eric Verne, 62 points. Seventh, Mitch Evans, 61 points. Eighth place, Daniel Lapp, 59 points. Ninth place, Sam Bird with 54 points. And in 10th place is Eduardo Mortara with 52 points. That driver that was knocked out 
um, from being able to take the lead next race was Pascal Werlein, since he only got one point this race, and he's over at 38. So just thought he deserved an honorable mention. Yeah, he's trailing by 14 points. So. Uh, it's important to note the fastest lap point did go to Robin Freins. Uh, so that's why he got 26 points this past race. So clearly still a very tight championship as always. But uh, with that, surprises, Juan, what are your, some of your surprises? I was surprised that, um, uh, what was it, that a lot of teams, you know, they were they were doing pretty well. But as you said, some people failed to use brakes or the lack of friction or because of the wet conditions and the different um, things that were going on throughout practice as well, since not many teams were able to hold in. But I was really glad that we finally had a different driver again. Yeah, I mean, and a very solid driving by him, too. So good to have a different driver. Um, but yeah, overall, I was really... At first, I was surprised Felipe Massa was holding up in there. You know, uh, we're going to save that for my disappointment. So just, we'll hold off on I the I was Massa. using that as my semi proud moment nah <laughs> fuck that shit nah we're saving that for my disappointment me but. defending masa when mahesh is a masa boy i'm so sad <laughs> i'm so sad i'm crying all right but yeah i mean <laughs> yeah for me the surprise honestly pascal Werline, 10th place after starting literally at the back uh but these are the kind of races where you do that right where everyone's crashing out in front of you so that was a pretty good finish um i wouldn't remember about the back end because the camera crew We'll, we'll get into that during rant off. We'll get into that. Um, I mean, Robin Frank surprised me, honestly. He started off really well, um, some daring moves, and, I mean, looked pretty good, don't you think? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good, you know, just seeing the top three, how they were all different teams, and just knowing this was going to be a mixed condition race, I knew something was going to spice up, and I just didn't know what to expect. Yeah, absolutely, and I think another surprise performance i mean not surprised but like very good performance was um audi three and four very solid performance i think one of their best performances of the season yeah it's good the audi tends to keep their racers next to each other at least whenever they come to finishing at any races yeah they're we're not they're not fighting for one two finishes but at least they stay consistent within each other yeah that's really good i think the nissans typically do that too unless the you know walls but we'll get into that a little later <laughs> um I mean, solid performances, I think, from all of the top 10, just staying alive. John Eric Verne, I think, did a good job starting 12 and getting up to 6th. He was making some solid passes. He got caught up in a few incidents, but overall did well. I think another really good mention, Gary Paffett. I was just about to mention him. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> I don't uh, want to steal your thunder. <laughs> yeah, so HWA, they've been having issues, but I was surprised. Started 17th and ended up in 8th, you know, for HWA having a double drive shaft failure last time and being able to have at least one of their cars push up to the front. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, and I think uh, the drive shaft wasn't under much strain since they weren't hitting high powers because of the rain at the second half. But yeah, I mean, very solid performance from Gary Paffett, starting 17, going up to P8. And I mean, his um, best lap was only a tenth off of the top leaders. So, I mean, very solid uh, pace performance. All right, so those were our surprises. What about our disappointments? Our disappointments, well, I would start maybe with um, Goodyear. That's who supplies their tires, right? Yeah. Oh, no. Isn't it Pirelli? Yeah. Oh, no. Michelin. Michelin. Wait. Is it Michelin? Are we going with Michelin? Hang on. Hang on. Quick. Hang on. Before we look like absolute fools on the air. Uh, uh, please hold. Your calls are very important to us. Uh, 
Michelin. It is Michelin. Okay, you see, I knew I was right. It is Michelin. Yeah, Michelin. And you know. they just renewed. And they renewed. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think we talked about this many times. And, you know, we would like to have different types of tires, uh, at least for... Right, yeah. I mean, I understand the whole, we're the electric racing series, so we want to be, you know, environmentally conscious and have all compound tires. But that could, but as, as this showed, it became really problematic. Yeah, so one of the things that having a tire for, you know, not only just... Uh, a road, which we know oils are going to be dropped on the road, which is obvious, but also being able to have a wet tire or a tire that could handle the different oils in a wet condition would be beneficial. At least, you know, you, we could talk about the way it saves the environment, but then we could talk about every single time you crash a car that produces some kind of waste. Yeah, so there's a back and forth there. I think it would be interesting maybe to have dry compound tires and wet compound tires, and that's it. Yeah. Um, if you did tire combos i think that'd be cool what i would do though is i'd make sure that that one set of tires could last the whole race and not make tire changes mandatory yeah definitely you know at least have yeah like we uh mahesh just said a wet tire a dry tire be able to sustain no matter which race at full on speeds yeah Um, and i mean to be fair we did have i mean so what some teams had to do at the beginning of the race was actually switch out tires to make sure they had the newest tire possible so that the edges on them were very crisp for when the rain came so we definitely had that going on. Um, for me, though, some of the big disappointment, Nissan. I mean, they were one and two. They were pulling second, and they couldn't pull through, and that's really disappointing. Wow, when that vibrated the mic. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, microphone. I didn't mean to vibrate you. But, yeah, I mean, that was a very disappointing performance overall. Um, I, I think it's more brake-by-wire issues. Is that what's happening? One was a brake-by-wire issue because you didn't – you could s- – um, I wish I wish it had like a uh, the um, video graphics to show when they hit the brakes. They do, but we weren't able to see it on that specific incident. Please, Formula E gave us a paid prescription so we could see individual drivers. No, honestly, honestly, you need to pull the Formula One and give us these stats. But yeah, basically, uh, was it Boemi this happened to, or no? This time it was Roland. Uh, Roland first. Boemi had something weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Nissan. I mean, obviously, they're still a new team. And but that was a very good showing by a new team to be one and two. But obviously you had the new team reliability strike. So that I just realized we didn't go over teams. Did I not do constructor standings? I think we did it. Okay. Well. um, Yeah, but Nissan seventh. Um, I like Venturi's score. A sixty (laughs) nine. Oh my god, you're so childish. But yeah, I mean, (laughs) yeah, definitely. yeah, there's not been a race win yet. I don't... Yeah, there hasn't been a race win yet for Nissan. So that's a little saddening. Um, that would have... They would have won the... Then they could have kept the streak alive if Oliver Roland won, so... Or Sebastian Buemi. But, I mean, yeah, definitely a disappointing performance. And on that note, I'll actually go over the constructor standings. Um, Dechita's still in the lead with 142 points. They had a consistent performance this round and got 26 points for the team. And then Virgin Racing also uh, got 26 points... Um, and so they got 135 points uh, right behind them. Audi's 129. So the top three teams are only separated by 13 points, which is not out, a huge amount at all since these teams are getting twice those amount of scores in this past r- race alone. Interesting to note that Audi had the most points this past round out of the three of them. Actually, wait, out of any team, I think. It's yeah. that consistency just following each other pretty much in mm-hmm. that. 
I think what we're seeing this season of Formula E is that since everyone is so close together and there's no standout driver, consistency is going to get you the win. Um, fourth place, we have Mahindra at 103. And then fifth place, BMW Andretti at 88. So after that, there is a drop-off and not as many contests. It's a little sad to see teams like Nissan and Jaguar down there with the huge manufacturer behind them, but, I mean, it happens. So obviously, Nissan, big disappointment in terms of not being able to convert a 1-2 into a 1-2 race finish. Sad. Now, my true sadness lies with Felipe Massa. He was in third. He was in a podium position. And then other drivers just got too close to him. They should have given him space. But he also spun on his own. No, they should have given him <laughs> space, Juan. He would have been fine. And he spun on a straightaway. No, <laughs> they give him the space. They no give him the space. He needed the space. Massa is a god. No one deserves him. This unbiased commentary brought to you by Perfect. <laughs> no but uh yeah that was sad to see he was doing really well but i think the rain definitely caught him out he was never known for his wet weather driving skills does that um, even though he's a brazilian driver and interlagos is known for the weather yeah yeah but i mean his heart was broken in 2008 at interlagos so we don't talk about it <laughs> fucking timo glock always on my naughty list Zach glock. <laughs> yeah so that was obviously a disappointment and then what the hell happened to sam bird Started P13, finished P11. Like, I don't understand why he was so far behind his teammate. And, I mean, this is the man I predicted for one of my podium spots. I think race win, too. So, really a letdown. Um, And, I mean, he he had some amount of race pace, actually. His fastest lap was only three-tenths behind his teammate. But three-tenths is a pretty significant gap for two teammates. Yeah. um, It's just crazy how, you know, we expect teams to at least be – Fighting with each other, you know, Sam Bird. I expected him better, but things happen. And yeah. it's just that, that big of a gap. It's crazy, but we have noticed some drivers tend to get caught out by other people's accidents, whether they decide to nosedive underneath somebody's diffuser. Yeah, but speaking <laughs> of people that spun out in the middle, I mean, that was Sam Bird. He just spun on a straightaway. Granted, it was yeah. after an accident, but yeah. I mean, lots of accidents, too. That probably had something to do with it. Other disappointing performances, Jerome D'Ambrosio, Mr. Consistency, finally had a slip-up. So that was a little sad. Of course, another man way behind his teammate, and he finished three laps behind. I think at some point you just need to decide that they don't get to be qualified as classified as finishing a race. <laughs> They're three laps behind, but yeah. At what love count should they be not considered finish? Three. That way Williams could be never classified as finishing a Formula One race this season. <laughs> they're but, consistent oh my god consistently last all right but anyway um yeah i think do you have any other disappointments Juan? uh not with the teams themselves um any drivers in particular <laughs> um that's what i meant no drivers teams not so much it's just mainly just the way um abb formula e at least the rules are being ran maybe they should work on Something for, you know, wet weather racing, um, uh, video graphics, or at least being able to, for us to purchase a subscription to see who we want to see without, uh, whatchamacallit, having to wait, rely on the Fox Sports and Fox Sports. Please. Stop. Show it live at least. One, one's like, I'm going to use disappointments to rant <laughs> and rant off isn't enough. But yeah, I mean, I agree. 
Uh, yeah, for me, those are all my disappointments. So since you got us started on rants, have you got any other rants for us, Juan? No, I'm just really... Oh, sorry, sorry. Wait, I didn't do the proper intro- introduction. And now it's time for everyone's favorite segment, <laughs> Perfecting the Formulas, Rant Off. Now you get to rant. Yeah, but, uh, you know, we still pay subscription to Fox Sports one way or another, whether it's somebody else paying out of pocket and we just piggyback, but that's a different story. Um but being able to, you know, for, you know, for paying for a service, at least we expect it live. If not within the same day, not, what was it, 36 hours later, we finally saw it here in the States. That's, yeah. We want our races as close as possible to live. Yeah. And the ad breaks killed me. It almost missed Robin Fryan's getting the lead. Mm-hmm. God, that would have pissed me off if I actually missed that. But yeah, I mean, we, we, Formula E's missing out on revenue because we'd give her the re- we'd give her. I don't know why I refer to Formula E as a woman. We'd give them the <laughs> revenue. So yeah, that is disappointing. I think my main rant from this race was the way I don't like how the wet weather was handled by the by the stewards. There was a lot of indecisiveness going between full uh, full course yellows back to like to uh, racing conditions, back to full course yellows, back to racing conditions. Um, I think what would have been nice is them. I guess it's your first wet race, but the conditions didn't get better. Is it? It is technically like the first race where there was actual rain during the race that made the track considered wet. There have been damp races. Okay. Because I was about to say the Saudi Arabia, that was a fun fest of rain or puddles. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. But yeah, I mean, definitely it's the first official wet weather race. I think a lot of the drivers were complaining about it, too, how the stewards were going about it. That being said, I understand why it happened. But at the same time, it'd be nice if you guys if they just realized, like, a full course yellow is not going to do anything. The only option is to red flag like. Driving, it also annoys me when Formula One does this, like the driving behind safety car during the rain. I get that the drivers riding on it turns out some amount of water, but like, just let the boys race. Also, these tires don't turn out water, but... Yeah, exactly. That's the other problem, is that you can't use Formula One logic with the full... The full wets turn out hundreds of gallons of water very rapidly. These do not, A, because they're narrower than Formula One tires is the first thing. Yeah. They're not going to turn out nearly as much water. And the tread pattern, they do not... The tread pattern's not as deep because they need... Well, not even deep. They're actually linear, so they actually don't throw... um, Water. water. So, like, the way... For those of you that don't understand what we're talking about, the way the Formula One tread on a wet weather tire is designed, it is designed for the sole purpose of churning out water in the most efficient manner to the point where the left half of the tread is not symmetrical to the right half of the tread if you're looking at the right wheel um for the reason that they want to make sure that there's not water being deflected under the car which could increase the chance of hydroplaning so all the water is directed at and they uh, account for the aerodynamics out of the to the side of the car and so there's curves there's there's a lot of forethought that goes into this but since it's an all-weather compound in formula e you can't do that and so you have these stupid full course yellows you have drivers constantly losing control and it's fun to a certain extent to have drivers losing control but I think it was getting dangerously close to the point where you're just like, oh, this is just bumper cars. Which it was. <laughs> With, uh, I think more than China? Yeah, no, it was definitely like a lot of bumper cars. But, I mean, 
it was at the point where I still did thought that skill was playing a determining factor since the top three weren't spinning out. If yeah. you had the top three starting to pull this crap too, then I would have been like, oh, this is just pure luck because of the tires. And so maybe that's why they brought out the full course yellows. But even then, I would have just preferred if they didn't. One shout out I will give to the stewards. Thank you for green flagging it at the end of the race. Oh, yes. Thank you for doing that too for us. We really appreciated that. We love you for that. But yeah. Also, I like the clever move that uh, uh, Fringe did at the end when the steward gave him the French flag. He's like, I'm Dutch. Turn it sideways. We're good. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Also, know what nationality your drivers are? God, how do you not notice that? Anyway. Also, every other European flag is just about the same. Right, right. I think the other thing that I want to rant about, you mentioned, so I might give it to you, is um, the focus on the top drivers. Oh, yeah. We mentioned that earlier. Thoughts, one. No, let's see. Let, I'll let you go. All right. We'll share it. We'll share. We'll sh- you want to <laughs> share? Share. Sharing is caring. But anyway, like, Like okay, we're sharing this room. The top three <laughs> was an exciting race, but I need to go back to what I said. Was it last week that I said this? I think we've been saying this about every yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, I know. But I'm going to go back to where I said last week, because I think I've only mentioned this specific idea once, which is split screen. At a certain point, it becomes necessary for split screen. Because I didn't see any of Whirlines drive from 22nd to 10th. I didn't see anything of Gary Paffett climbing up through the spots other than a few mentions by the commentators. I think a split screen is really necessary. Or give us a goddamn streaming service. (laughs) Yeah, for a very technology-based formula compared to F1, to leave it at that, you know, Formula One for the longest time was almost anti uh public media or social media yeah let's go with social media and streaming services and they finally gate cracked in last year with an actual decent performance this year at least with their streaming services and formula e who says they thrive on technology give us like technology usage at least yeah like i think it would definitely be nicer to see more innovative stuff in the televising area of what formula e is doing because it was not it's just not conducive to enjoying it. And you have such a tight span. It's not like Formula One where you have the lulls where you can naturally switch to the midfield, unless the midfield's also putting you to sleep. Hashtag Baku. So, yes. That was much better to watch Formula Two, but that's a different story. Honestly, we might start doing Formula Two instead. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it was it just more midfield coverage would be nice. And then uh, my last thing I kind of want to talk about is... Uh, where was the variability we were going to see with attack mode? Because they've really been sticking to this whole two, four-minute things. Yeah, we're over halfway done now. Eight races out of 13. Five more. When are we going to get the different versions of cutting up eight minutes? You, you're still a fan of the 16, 30-second one, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> That's just fan boost. <laughs> no, um, I mean, I have a sneaking suspicion. This is my conspiracy theory. Um, but this is like my theory right now that I'm, um, I was, I thought about during the last race, which is what if they're waiting for the surprise for New York? Cause they know it's going to be a close championship. So what if they're just waiting for the very end? Interesting. Which New York will they do the first round or the second round? I think they're going to do both. I think on the first one, they're going to make it one mate, eight minute session. On um, the second one, they'll make it four, two minute sessions. Wait, one eight minute session. Wouldn't that be crazy? I think that's a little much. I think I think they're going to design it so that when you go off, 
for the for, they're gonna double the length of the activation zone so it's like twice the amount of time lost and like make it in like an s shape no <laughs> nobody's ever nobody can make it in a straight line barely yeah i mean we saw more of that to this time but i mean please keep activation or er, activation please keep attack mode for next year though also mahesh sucks at uh attack mode while we were running to the building oh, earlier yeah, we today. We were having our own little wet weather race today. Uh, we were, <laughs> it's pouring rain right now while we're recording and we had to run into the building. And so we were like saying stupid things like, I've activated attack mode. Took the shortcut. I just still took the long way and I'm like, gotta go. Man. But yeah, I mean, they, uh, where's the variability? Because they promised us a variability. Maybe something we should tweet at them. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> and, what are your thoughts on fan boost? Because I don't think we've seen it be that effective this year. I don't think it's that it's not effective. As it is effective, but out of the five drivers, we always have at least two to three of them just DNF somehow. Yeah, I think that's so. Good. That's uh, and then we just get two or three drivers, and they're usually near the top. Where the other ones that were put for fan boost were at the bottom, and all of a sudden they DNF for some reason, or they were up top and then get hit out. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good point. I think, I think uh, that's a good point. I still think maybe fan boost isn't the way to go forward with this sporting series now that you have attack mode. Because the fact is that if a driver ahead of you has attack mode, then your fan boost is more useless. So would you say kill fan boost and put two attack modes? I'd say just kill fan boost and then leave it. See, I, for me, fan boost adds a certain level of fan involvement but I don't think it's worth that much. I don't think people race. I don't think there's a lot of fans that love the feeling of, Ooh, we can decide the race. I think fans just love the feeling of watching an exciting race. So what do you think should be exchanged for fan boost in order to have some good fan interaction? You know, that's a good question. I'm not, I'm not really, uh, I think what would be interesting this is a really wild idea that I know would never happen, but steward decisions, the third steward isn't like a guest steward. It's fan voting. <laughs> so you still have your two stewards. And if the two stewards agree on a decision, they automatically overrule the, because you don't need the third one. But if the two stewards are split, it goes to the fans. And you Who know, wants to be a millionaire? Like, honestly, like, I mean, 19 out of 20 times, fans are probably going to say, nah, let him race. But then there'll be the one time where we'll be like, dude, this was obvious. Screw Sebastian Buemi. Like, you know what I mean? You still care about popular. It's still a bit of a popularity contest, but at the same time, it's a way to make fans feel like they have a much more impactful thing on the race. And it's not something stupid like Fan Boost. Fan Boost served its time, though. I think it did its time. I think when they made attack mode, it became less relevant. Even though at first attack mode was like Mario Kart. Yeah. You know what? Tell us what y'all think. Comment on our Instagram post for uh, this episode and tell us what you think. Comment on our Instagram or Facebook post and tell us if, if you think that fans should be the third steward or if you think fan boost should stay. If, if, if we get five comments that say fan boost should stay... I will not talk about Felipe Massa for the rest of our Formula E season. Talk about him in a bad way or 
Good. I, w- I won't talk about him at all. I'll pretend <laughs> he doesn't exist. Who finished him first? <laughs> oh, my heart would explode. But if we get five people to say that the third steward idea is a good idea on the post, I will email Formula E with the idea. So, fan- so listeners, it's up to you now. <laughs> you have the power to change the fate of my life. Oh, my God, if we were the third steward. But, yeah. You got anything else to add, Juan? Not at all. Um, I just got one random observation I noticed about these safety barriers, at least on the convex corners. The bouncy ones? Yes. But uh, the ones filled with water, I noticed those tend to do a lot more damage than the more solid walls. Um, it's because of the G-force. They care more about the G-force, not the damage to the car. I know. I know. I know the purpose of that. I just thought it was more interesting on how these convex corners actually damage the cars more. Um, like your boy uh, Charles Leclerc, Rip. He could have been on the top podium, but hey. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's an interesting point. I think physics-wise, it makes sense that the convex corners would cause more damage. Yeah. Uh, um, because you have more odd angle hits and more weird force directions affecting it than a concave. Um, But in terms of the tech pro barriers, those aren't meant to reduce damage to the car. They're meant to reduce damage to the human being. Yeah. So which I don't think the teams are actually a fan of. (laughs) I think the teams are like, fuck our tribe. He's going to be fine. (laughs) We want our car. Okay. There'll be like some, um, the running joke with some communities here in Dallas is like, give him ibuprofen and water. They'll be good. I thought that was just a minority thing. That too. <laughs> yeah, my mom's like, ah, he has a broken wrist. Give him some ibuprofen. He'll be fine. My mom, by the way, is a pediatric intensivist. But I like, unless I'm, what, what is it? The statement that she will always say, she's like, unless your blood pressure is rapidly dropping and your heart rate isn't stable. Like, as long <laughs> as your blood pressure is fine and your heart rate is fine, I don't give a shit. It'll be okay. <laughs> Take some ibuprofen. Take some motion. It was to the point that when I was a kid and people would ask, hey, what does your mom do for a living? I'll be like, give babies Motrin. And my mom would be like, that is a vast oversimplification of my job, but not inaccurate. (laughs) But yeah. All right. So that's our episode. And now you definitely want to follow us on social media since you could affect my fate of talking about a possible future Formula E race winner. If he wins next race, the streak stays alive. Um, Woo. Oh, new country. But Brazil. Brazil. No, wait. Lucas Degrassi. Wait, was his was taken, right? Um, I think we already had it. Yeah, Lucas Degrassi. Yeah, it wouldn't be a new nationality. Uh, something's bound to be broken, anyways. Yeah, but yeah. So as always, follow us on social media because you can affect my fate: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, please uh, always come at us with new interesting um, ideas. The fusion episode was from one of our listeners, so we actually do listen when it comes to making new interesting um, episode ideas. So we'd we love- have something new coming up too. Yeah, but we're going to keep that a secret. Um, we'll let you know on uh, Monday what the new idea is. Um, but so yeah, you're going to start seeing a new kind of episode. So we'll be running almost three episodes a week pretty soon. So keep your eyes out for that. We're still always looking for ideas for bonus episodes. So if you guys have some particular topic that you don't really know about and want us to dive into for you, shoot them over. We might do a bonus episode on it. Or you know more than us and live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. (laughs) Drive over now. (laughs) I'll give you a microphone. Uh, but as always, my name is Mahesh. And this is Juan. And this is an epi- another episode of Perfecting the Formula. Room. <laughs>